Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Romans, chapter 8. Here's Pastor Ryan. But God is good. God is good. Romans 8, 28. We there? All right. And Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy upon our lives, Lord. Oh, Lord, every, every day it is new mercies where we can come before you, Lord, and lift up our hearts to you and just allow you to do the work that you desire to do with us every single day to mold us and to shape us. And as we've come and gathered in your name, we pray your blessing upon the teaching here that your Holy Spirit would guide me, baptize me with your spirit, I pray, and really all of us, Lord, who know you. Holy Spirit, do a work that only you can do in our hearts today. May it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name we pray and together we say, Amen. All right, so as we've been learning in the book of Romans, we have learned just that beautiful doctrine of Jesus Christ, uh, you know, dying for the sins of mankind, but not only dying for our sins, but dying uh, for uh, the power that sin held over people that no longer for those of us who put our faith in Christ are we bound or in bondage to sin sin doesn't have to dominate a person anymore and unfortunately today too many Christians are being dominated by their flesh living really um, in a walk where they're very carnal and their their flesh isn't in control and and the the Christian doctrinal truth of the book of Romans is that that shouldn't be the case and need it not be the case through Christ. He, did, he not only died to redeem us and buy us back from the pit of hell and to take away our punishment and to take away our sin, but he also has died uh, to, to bind sin, if you will, so that we can be free to live holy lives before him. And the book of Romans is a book of sanctification. It's about God uh, daily making us holy. And we learn that it is by His Holy Spirit by which we are able to live holy lives. It's by His Holy Spirit by which we can put our flesh in check so that we don't live a life of sin. All right? So that, that excuse that many people have today or like to use is that, you know, it's just I can't help it, that's how I am. That's baloney. The truth is, through Christ, he gives us the strength to live holy lives, if we want to. But the, the, the key uh, to that sanctification, the key to that holiness is coming before the Lord and walking with him daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. And Paul would tell us that it is that same power that raised Jesus from the dead that will give life to our mortal bodies. That Literally, it's that same power that raised him from the dead that will allow us uh, to walk holy lives. 
All we have to do is give them our hearts in the morning, spend time with them in prayer, actually pray without ceasing. It's throughout our day where we say, Lord, moment by moment, Holy Spirit, guide me, strengthen me, and help me to be like Jesus. Help me to be kind. Help me to be considerate. Help me to be um, faithful, hopeful, and all those things that, that he desires us to be. And so since the moment that a person places their faith in Jesus Christ until the moment that we see him face to face, God is sanctifying us day in and day out. He's making us holy every single day and conforming us into the image of his son. From the moment you gave your life to Jesus until the moment that you are with him in heaven, God is working to make you more like Jesus every single day. But it's up to us to yield to that. People say that the Christian life is hard. And in some sense, it is hard. Jesus said that in this world we will have tribulation, but to be of good cheer, he has overcome the world. He said that if the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. And so the world, no doubt, is hostile towards the true believer because our king preached that its deeds are evil. And if we follow Jesus, then we stand for what he says. And the gospel message is still the same as it was 2,000 years ago. And it is a message of repentance and the remission of sins. In fact, if you read the gospel of Luke at the end of it, Jesus tells his disciples, go out and preach repentance and remission of sins. That message is going to give you a lot of enemies out there in the world. So in a sense, Christianity is hard in that sense. Plus, we have the spiritual warfare to deal with, the enemy, the devil, right, and all of his minions. Sure, there's parts of it that are difficult. But to follow Christ is not difficult when we submit to him daily. John the Beloved would write in his epistle, 1 John chapter 5, verse 3, he says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Right? So there, there's parts that are hard, but then there's other parts that are not. When we yield to Christ, it becomes easy to be a Christian. Jesus would say, in Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So when we yield to Christ, his word, and we connect ourselves to him, his yoke is easy, his burden is light. But I think that Christianity becomes hard in when, when people don't want to submit to the Lord. They don't want to yield to Christ. They don't want to yoke themselves to him. That's when Christianity is hard. It's that decision of laying down our will and saying yes to God's will. That's what's hard. That's what people struggle with. But if they were to submit to God, it would be smoother sailing. And when we yield, that's when sanctification begins. 
Jesus, remember in Mark chapter 8, he gathered his disciples together and he said to them, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. That's the truth. I have experienced that, haven't you? I mean, we've decided to follow Jesus. We've decided that his will is better than our will, that we, we tried doing life on our own, but we have come to the conclusion that we were wrong and that our life was terrible. And not only that, we were condemned without Christ. But by God's grace, we put our faith in him and we realized that God's way was right all along. We just didn't know it. So as Christians, we live daily to say, not my will, but what is your will? I want to live your will because it is best for my life. And he said it's by the Holy Spirit by which he sanctifies us or makes us holy every single day. But we have to decide if we're going to walk in the Spirit. In Galatians 5, you know the famous verse there in 16, Paul tells the Galatian church, walk in the Spirit. I mean, that's, that's, that's a, like a command from God to you and I individually, but to a church as well. You walk. I can't walk for you. You can't walk for me, but you walk. And, and, and Paul says, walk in the Spirit. So it, it speaks of action. It speaks of, of personal responsibility. You pick up your Bible. You pray. You spend alone time with the Lord. So much so that when you're, you come out of that prayer session, you're saying, your will be done, Lord. I had my plans, but I'm going to scratch those. Scrap those. And whatever God wants for my life, if God can do that, you're in a good place. If God can say stop, you're in a good place. If God can say go to you, you're in a good place. If God can say go to the left instead of the right, you're in a good place. If you just do your devotion and do your own life, then you have your own life to live. And Christianity isn't that abundant life that Christ said he promised to give us. I came that they may have life and that much more abundant. And so it's a daily process. The book of Romans here uh, Chapter 7 and chapter 8 is all about sanctification, you know, but we walk in the Spirit. He's given us His Holy Spirit as a guarantee that we have eternal life. How do you know you're born again? Well, don't you cry out to Him, Abba, Papa? I mean, that's our life, right? Like, we are vulnerable. We know we're vulnerable without God, but now we know God, and so we cry out to Him like He's our Father, because He is. And we say, Father, help me with my life. Help me with today. And that's sanctification. That's how we become more like Christ. That's how we become holy. It's a relationship where we say, Abba, today. And Paul um, also says in verse 26 that likewise the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And that's the walk of a Christian. We know not what to pray for. In other words, you think you know what today is all about, but when we spend time with the Lord, he tells us what this day is all about. You and I might think our schedule is this, this, and the other, but we don't know till we pray. And then when we pray, the Holy Spirit goes, ah, nah, nah, do this, do that, do this. 
Maybe we don't we don't know. We don't belong to ourselves. You know? Hey Jesus, remember they called Jesus after he ministered to a lot of people in Capernaum. They're all looking for you. He's like, um, I've come to preach in other cities as well. Like I'm not on people's schedule. I'm on God's schedule. And that's how we have to be as Christians. Like, you know, we we plan, but God directs our steps because the Holy Spirit is leading us. And, and, and this is why he says, don't say, I'll, I'll do this on such a date and such a date. Just say, if the Lord wills. Because we leave it open for God to say, what do you want me to do? Um, sanctification, holiness. Verse 28, Paul says one of the most comforting scriptures ever given to man right here. Right? For we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are the called according to his person. And so, and we know, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. It's like all of this sanctification process, all of that choosing daily to yield to the Spirit, all of that saying no to the flesh and yes to what God wants, all of that struggle, Knowing we're going to get a new body one day and the struggle is going to be over. But for right now, all of that struggle, all of the sufferings that we deal with in this life, it's somehow working together for our good spiritually. Paul is telling us that God has providential care for you and I, for those who love God. Providentially. He's somehow going to take what we've gone through if we're yielding to Christ, and he's going to make it for our good, spiritual good. And that has given comfort to thousands, if not millions of Christians throughout the centuries. That, man, because we go through bad stuff. We deal with our flesh. We yield it over to God and, and choosing to die to ourselves so that we might find our life. Like he said, he who loses his life for my sake, doing that death to self, take up your cross, that death instrument, not living for yourself anymore, not living for the things of this world, but living for God. To do that, wow, that suffering, you know, is going to bring about a greater weight of glory. It's going to be for your blessing. I have learned this, the slow way, the long way but it's true I'm sitting here and I am a product of this verse that all things work together for good some of you know my story I mean man I've been I was in Monte the other day I was in Almani I went to visit Andre we were driving around my old neighborhood and so much has changed and uh you know, I, I went by my old house. I said, man, look, look, this is where I grew up. And South Almani looks so disheveled, so uh, unkept. Like my junior high school is like rusty on the outside. No fresh paint, the iron, the, the fencing, everything looks terrible. And, and on, I was calling Andre, man, you're from Pretty World. You're from North Almani. It's like nicer over there. I was teasing him. But he was shocked at how bad South Almani looked physically. And that's where I grew up. How did I get from there to here? Because God works all things for the good. And I showed him my old house. And when I look at my old house, it's, it's like a movie. It's like a house that you've been abused at. I look at it and I'm like, man, I was so 
fearful in that house. My stepfather was a jerk. You know, I mean, I, mean, I shared this in first, I don't, I don't really care, but like I was so fearful I wet the bed, you know, till like I was in my teens because I was afraid. And the moment I hit him back, the very day I hit him back that night, I, didn't, I never wet the bed again. Just shows you the psychological fear damage that I had as a kid. And then you go from that and growing up in a tough neighborhood, you know, I never wanted to get in gangs and I would never do drugs, but then I, I was so over life. My mother didn't care. Nobody cared. That's just the way it was. So you start hanging out with the wrong crowd. And, and I was so afraid as a kid. And then, and then and, you know, I became a fighter. I became, you know, a very violent young man where, where we worked out like jocks to, to fight and violence and stuff. And in a few, in a year to a few years, I had experienced so much violence. And then nine years of that life, it just compiled and compiled and my heart grew harder and harder and harder. How did I end up here? Because God works all things for the good. Amen. He knew that one day I would, I would humble myself to give my heart to him. You know, we went, at, you know, at 15 I joined the gang and so we had gang meetings and, you know... <laughs> I think about, oh my gosh, Lord, I used to go to meetings. I go to meetings still today, but for church reasons. And you see how it all, I learned to be courageous in the street. It's distorted, I get it. But still, it meant something in that neighborhood that's known for violence. That I became, I didn't care, I would fight anybody. I became that guy. And I would need courage from the Lord to be a pastor one day. Because it isn't just about teaching, it's about shepherding and protecting and defending. And, you know, I grew up in the punk scene as well, which we, you know, we questioned authority and questioned the government. And, and, and so in Christ, I'm kind of doing the same thing because Revelation 13 tells us that the one world government is coming up. And the Lord says, do not be deceived. And we know that Satan, when he's judged in the book of Revelation, he's referred to by God as the one who deceived the nations. So man, I'm amazed at how much of my old life he cleans up and kind of still, it, it made me who I am today and I can't change that. I am a kid from Almani, but I'm born again. And God uses my experiences for even now today for who I am and all of your experiences matter. But God has, has saved you, preserved you for such a time as this. I mean, I've, I, you know, the first stabbing I saw was 15. And then I, I didn't get stabbed, but three of my friends got stabbed a different time. And stabbings were going around in the 90s like crazy. It was the gang, it was the height of LA gang warfare in our country's history was in the 90s. And that's the generation I grew up in. How did I get from there to here? Because God. And then I came to know the Lord. And I thought, well, I'm a Christian. I, I, I ought to try to make things right with my mom, my older sister, and try to make things, you know. Yeah, they were kind of okay until I got married. And I realized that they were attacking my wife, like behind my back, talking all kinds of masa. And masa is what you make tamales with. <laughs> but it's also a reference to just 
trash, like just talking dirt. And it was serious stuff. I came from an abusive situation where I was allowed to be abused. And the same person that allowed me to be abused is now abusing my wife. And God taught me, you made a covenant to protect that woman, protect her against your mom. And I warned them, and I warned them, stop it. And they wouldn't stop. And to read scripture where it says, I did not come to bring peace but a sword. And to let them go, and we're praying for them. But I'm not bound by their decisions. I'm praying for them. God called my wife and I to peace. And when I went through that, I'm like, how is this ever going to work out? I have no money. I have no, how am I going to provide for my, God works all things together for the good if we just let him sanctify us daily all of what i'm sharing like after i came to know the lord i was taught by calvary chapel read your bible in the morning pray seek the lord and in the and and when you need it god will work those scriptures out for your good when you need it later on even that very day so all of those decisions that are heavy decisions in my life and and you know and then getting into how am I going to marry this girl? I have nothing. She's from Pretty World, from Orange. How am I going to do that? How is that possible? I don't know. But with God, he'll find a way. And he found a way. He had people vouch for me, Pastor Jerry and other pastors, because I had, I had, I had made a reputation, because that's what happens to all of us when we read the word and we pray and we fellowship. People know who we are. And we'll tell you who Ryan is. He's legit. Let him in. My mother-in-law's here. And they, you know, God tricked them, and, I'm, and I got her. <laughs> but the thing is, is that, you know, I know what he says, that I have to be holy. I know as a young single guy, I had to be holy. And for four years, you know, he kept me for my wife for four years. And I was a dog before them. So it just shows you what, how God works all things together for his good. And we got married, and then the ministry. How do you, you know, my last name's Hussein. How do I explain that? There's no way people are going to come to our church just for my name alone. <laughs> I'm just letting you in on some of my doubts, man. You know? And... uh and how God did it slow to show me it ain't about me. It ain't about my timing. I know not what to pray for, but the Holy Spirit gives me utterance. As I prayed, those, yeah, God showed me, you know, you're, I've called you by name and you are mine. All right? So don't worry about the insane Hussein. It'll work out. And then, and then on and on and on in every ministry Lesson. It was a daily, in the word, in prayer, him uniting my wife and I together in our marriage, him, him uniting and blessing the church, little by little. Why slowly? Because it's too, this position is too dangerous for, just any, for God just to give it to anybody. This position is too dangerous to just give to anybody. He has to raise them up slowly. By breaking them and breaking them and loving them and breaking them and loving them and breaking them. 
And that's that daily sanctification that all of us go through. And in the ministry I have faced, and my family and the church family here have faced just incredible challenges that I never thought I would experience as a pastor. I don't know, maybe I'm naive, but I didn't know. You get the call. You get the call that somebody from the church takes their life. And you got about you got about 15 hours before you speak to the church. I mean, and to see God work in that. Work in that. Not in the Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We adore.